Hello there and welcome to this week's podcast. It's just me this week. I'm not going to talk to anyone, so you're just going to have to put up with my voice. Today I'm going to talk about anorexia and hoarding. And I've written, um, sorry, I've not written, I, I videoed a YouTube video of me going on about anorexia and hoarding a bit. I've also written a blog post and I got quite a lot of response to those things. So I thought, all right, well, I will finish round this off by also doing a short podcast on it. So why is this important? Well, this is important, I think, because if you look at the DSM-5 or whatever it is you're looking at to sort of like say what is indicative of an eating disorder, hoarding doesn't come into it. That kind of, these, these are one of these weird little things that most of us, we live through our eating disorder thinking it's only us that does this weird thing. Some of us don't even put it down to our eating disorder. We just think, we got a bit weird, or that's what I thought anyway. I just thought that I got a bit weird as I got on older and that I did all of these really strange things. Now I know that I did all of these really strange things as a result of my brain being in malnutrition. And the reason I know that is because now that my brain is no longer in malnutrition, I don't do these weird things anymore. I don't hoard anything. In fact, I'm quite the opposite. I get rid of everything. Can't stand it. Can't stand having clutter in my house. Can't stand having things in cupboards. So I've totally reverted back to the way I was before I ever had anorexia. Okay, so before we get into hoarding, though, I've got to explain the scarcity mindset a little bit. And I blog about the scarcity mindset, and I've actually got a whole YouTube section titled Your Brain on Malnutrition, which is basically about the scarcity mindset. So what am I talking about when I say scarcity mindset? I'm talking about the perception that your brain has that resources are scarce. And why does your brain think resources are scarce? Your brain thinks that resources are scarce because you've not been eating enough food. And I'm talking about the sort of um, reptile brain, the survival part of your brain, that evolved part of your brain, the old bit that's been around for thousands and thousands of years of human evolution that has evolved to survive resource scarcity. So we have got to remember that it might not be true now that for many of us, especially in the Western world, resources are scarce. But years and years and years ago, that would have been the biggest threat to humans, scarce resources, specifically scarce resources when it comes to food. So when you don't eat enough, your logical brain might know, I'm not eating enough because I'm going on a diet, or I'm trying to lose weight, or I want to be a size zero, or whatever. Your logical brain knows that, but all your reptile brain knows that suddenly enough food is not coming. And so your reptile brain goes, well, we must be in a famine, or we must be in a scarce resource environment. And for those of us that give our brains the perception that we're in a scarce resource environment for a prolonged period of time, so those of us with long and enduring anorexia that goes on for years, our brains quite logically might start to act as if other resources were scarce as well. And so that's why this scarcity mindset leads to all these other sort of weird behaviors. Hoarding is definitely one of them. Stealing is another one. And I did that. I was a small time petty theft, shoplifting apples from my local grocery store. Um, That's not me, by the way. That's what my brain does when it's on malnutrition. Other things might be money, say saving excessively, real stress and inability to spend money. And I'm going to get into all of those things separately. Today, I'm going to focus on hoarding. But I'm hoping you understand from this that 
Hoarding behavior when you have an eating disorder is because, or as I see it, it makes logical sense to me that that's because your brain perceives that you're in an environment of scarce resources. And animals hoard food when they're in scarce resources. It's not just humans that do this stuff. And so the most common thing that people who have eating disorders hoard is food. And this is where it gets really weird because I used to hoard food and I would often, I would, I would hoard my safe food. And that makes sense, doesn't it? My safe foods are the only foods that I allow myself to eat. So it makes total sense that my brain would want to hoard those because, yeah, you know, like your brain's thinking, God, don't get enough food as it is. The last thing that I want to do is run out of these cardboard-like tasting cereal bars that I always eat because they're low fat despite the fact that they taste like complete shit. So my brain was very, very, very tight around my safe foods. And I would stockpile things like Muller Light yogurts, which also taste like shit, and the cardboard-like cereal bars that I used to eat, and bran flakes. Um, pretty much anything, though, anything low-fat or low-calorie that went on offer in the supermarket, I would stockpile that stuff. And... I could the, the the weird bit about this is that I could have a cupboard full of horrible low calorie cereal bars, but if anybody came around my house, I would I would just be worried. I would sit there worrying the whole time that they might see that I have all these cereal bars and want to eat one. I didn't want to share. I guess is what I'm saying, and not that anybody in their right mind would come around my house and see those horrible cereal bars and want to eat one because they're horrible. But I was really worried. In fact, that's one of the reasons that I didn't want to ever invite people around my house because I didn't want them using my resources. Not just was I scared about them eating my cereal bars. I was worried about them doing things like going to the toilet and using my toilet roll, which leads me on to non-food resources that some of us turn into hoarders about. And in the blog that I just wrote, I wrote a long list of non-food hoarding. Because food hoarding, that's kind of like, yeah, that's kind of standard. Pretty a little bit more normal when your brain thinks that um, food's scarce. The non-food hoarding, however, is indicative that you've been in that scarcity mindset long enough that your brain thinks that general resources are scarce. So I'm going to read out these list of non-food things that I used to hoard. Plastic bags. You know, in case you ever need to use a plastic bag. Cling film and baking foil cutoffs. I used to wash cling film. I used to wash it and then I used to hang it up off my kitchen tap and dry it out and put it in a cupboard to reuse. Ziploc bags, I used to do the same thing. I used to wash out Ziploc bags. Toilet roll, another resource that's kind of a necessity. And I used to steal toilet roll from my university toilets, the public toilets, and hoard them in the cupboard in my house. Cotton wool, medical supplies like plasters and disinfecting wipes, alongside shampoo, conditioner and soap. I also used to collect sanitary pads if I was ever in a public restroom that offered quite politely of them, you know, some public restrooms put sanitary pads out for offer. I would um, fill my pockets with those and hoard them in my house. Not that I was getting my period, but just in case, I guess. Sunscreen. I used to, if you go to the doctors, sometimes they have those samples of sunscreen. I'd take handfuls of those, shove them in my pockets again, and then hoard them in my house. Same with toothpaste and toothbrushes. Now, I've also included that I used to hoard petrol in my car, which you can't really hoard petrol because it's a limited capacity in the tank. But I used to hoard it in as much that I, um, I, I didn't want to drive my car. I didn't want to use it up. Um, I used to hoard 
clothes, especially underwear, don't ask me why, raggedly old knickers with holes in, I would keep them and keep wearing them. Um, I would also, I was also very, um, it would make me very anxious to have to wear any new clothes that I was given or bought, although I didn't didn't buy things very often, have to admit, but if I was given any new clothes, they would always be saved for best and I'd want to wear out the old, old, old ones. So that resulted in me for years and years and years looking like a complete ragamuffin. Uh, I used to hoard kitchen towels and serviettes. Um, I used to hoard plastic cups, paper plates, plastic cutlery, and I would actually wash off paper plates and store them. Nothing weird about that, is there? Um, Pens and paper. Um, I actually used to keep junk mail and use it so that I could write on it. Now, I know that nobody uses a pen anymore. I rarely use a pen anymore myself. But when I was sick, it was days when we used pens and paper. And so I stockpiled the stuff. I would even, I I collect pieces of scrap paper that people might leave around so that I could write on it if I ever needed to write a note. Um, Wrapping paper. So if somebody should give me a gift, I would very carefully unwrap it so not to damage any of the wrapping paper. Then I'd neatly fold that wrapping paper up and I would store it in case I had ever had to give anyone a present. Now, it was very unlikely that I would ever give anyone a present because I had a severe aversion to spending money. But in case I needed to give anyone a present, I would store the wrapping paper. That was true at birthdays and Christmas times. Uh, Bubble wrap. Used to store that if I ever got a package and it came in bubble wrap, I would keep the bubble wrap in case I ever needed to bubble wrap something. And I also used to store pins and tacks and paper clips, pretty much any sort of stationery that can be reused. So anything disposable, really, I, I would store. And I'm sure that you can understand from listening to me go through that list, it's as if my brain is preparing for Armageddon. I don't know why my brain thought the plastic forks would save me and the end of the world. But it's as if my brain was preparing for something apocalyptic and resources to come massively scarce and it to be competition for resources such as paper clips. That's what my brain was doing. Um, So, you know, the real, the hoarding doesn't have much logical thought behind it. If you'd asked me at the time, why are you storing bubble wrap? I probably wouldn't have had much of an answer for you. Um, especially because I'm not someone who ever bubble wraps anything. Um, you know, I wouldn't have sat there and said, yeah, you know, I'm storing it because like, you know, we might get into resource scarcity in the next 10 years and who knows what's going to happen and the world might implode. So I'm keeping this bubble wrapping in case I need it. No, I wouldn't have said that to you. I just knew that I had this feeling like I wanted to store things. I also knew that when I did store things, it gave me this feeling of, safety and warmness and coziness and it just made me feel good and I also know that when my resources became depleted like if I used up something that would make me feel anxious so I was just reacting to how I was feeling I was reacting to those emotions that my brain was giving me and now I know that our brains don't Our brains don't do stuff just for the heck of it. When your brain gives you an emotion, it's doing it because it wants to motivate you to behave in a certain way. And my brain, by reinforcing storing behavior and disincentivizing me using things up, was motivating me to store things as if resources were scarce. Okay? Hoarding is a protection from future resource scarcity. And when my brain was in malnutrition, my brain started acting as if all resources were going to become scarce. 
And so if you hoard and you have active anorexia, there's nothing weird about you. Your brain's just doing what it thinks is logical for an environment where resources are scarce. And the best thing about all this is that with full recovery, you won't feel the need to hoard anymore. I mean, I certainly don't. Um, There's something that I still find really just freedom and release for ripping open a present and not worrying about trying to keep the wrapping paper. I know that sounds like something that 99% of the population are not going to be able to identify with. But for me, just that act of being able to do that and not feel anxious that I have to save the wrapping paper is freedom. And it's those tiny things that make recovery and the shit that you've got to go through to get to this point so very worthwhile. And it's because my brain no longer perceives that it is in an environment of scarce resources. It no longer feels that it has to be anxious about saving wrapping paper. So how do you do that? How do you get your brain out of the scarcity mindset? Well, you've got to convince your brain that resources are not scarce, don't you? (laughs) How do you convince your brain that resources are not scarce? Your actions inform your brain. And if you are acting as if resources are scarce by restricting food, by not eating enough, then your brain's going to believe that resources are scarce. And while your body is in malnutrition, your brain is going to believe that resources are scarce because why else would you not be eating enough other than resources being scarce? Your brain stem area, your reptile brain has not yet evolved to the point where people just go on diets for the heck of it. Your brain stem, that old reptile brain of yours, thinks that if you are not getting enough food, it is down to resource scarcity and it is acting as if it is. So the way that you do that is you convince your brain that you are not in an area of scarce resources. And the way that you do that is you eat lots and lots of food without without restriction. Get it? You also... The food part's the most important part, right? You're never going to convince your brain that you are out of the famine, you are out of this area of scarce resources while you're still in malnutrition. So you've got to get yourself weight restored. You've got to get yourself nutritionally rehabilitated. You've got to be eating abundantly and frequently. But there are other things that you can do as you do that. And those things might push you again out of your comfort zone, but they are going to convince your brain that you are no longer in an area of um, scarce resources. And those are things like not stealing toilet roll anymore, not hoarding things, allowing yourself to use things, allowing yourself to spend money. All of these things, these actions of not acting as if you are in an area of scarce resources inform your brain that you are not in an area of scarce resources. Your actions are what are going to get you out of this. And those actions are eating without restriction, eating abundantly, and letting yourself use things and spend money. That's all for this week. Email me if you have any questions or comments on that. Cheers and until next time, cheerio.